And then, like, I feel when I talk, like, whenever I hear a recording or, like, a mic is close mm-hmm. to me, I feel like my mouth, this sounds stupid, but it sounds so moist. Like, you hear <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and it I don't know why I'm so terrible to myself. Like, I find the dumbest things to complain about when there's, like, bigger things happening in the world. And I feel like such a bitch because, like, it irritates me. episode of us talks Ooh, us talks the podcast where as we state every episode we're going to talk about our feelings and get emotional and just keep shit real also emotional is like a positive we're re- we're reclaiming that word okay and it's a positive thing okay <laughs> like that's why i call myself the emotional pisces on instagram you know like it's not a negative thing to be emotional that's the thing that we have over animals. As humans, we have emotions. emotions. We're, we're able to decipher what's happy and what's sad, and then even further break down how that's affecting us. Like, emotional's good. So this is, like, emotional good. And sometimes emotional bad, but, like, there's bad with good. And before I even get the chance to introduce her, uh, today on the episode, we have a special guest. Her name is Chantel. And the reason why I wanted to bring her on the show is because... I I appreciate her emotions and her feelings and the fact that she is no stranger to pain. So, do you want to do you want to say hi? Hi everyone. <laughs> I feel like I talked a lot already, but yeah. uh, my name is Chantal Blagrove, and I'm a person who likes to talk and write about feelings. So, let's let's dive in. Okay, <laughs> we're gonna keep it. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't like to say much about herself, but uh, she has a lot to say. When she's passionate, I find at least. So one of the things I wanted to talk about today was pain. Because I feel like as of recent, I myself have gone through a bit of pain. I spoke about that on the first episode of the podcast. You're no stranger to pain. And I think also when it comes to it, I I have so many questions in my head about it. Because I feel like a lot of times pain actually ends up being the precursor to growth. Mm -hmm. And I find even for you, like pain has kind of created or sparked this creativity or this thing in you to kind of want to do more you get more inspired I find sometimes because in a lot of ways in a lot of ways pain also awakens you but is pain always necessary or is certain types of pain always necessary like even with heartbreak for instance mm-hmm. I think that it's not always necessary because I don't think everything is so black and white with emotions and when other people are involved, like pain isn't necessary for something, you know, important or growth to come. I think I'm talking more or less from a place of like what I've been struggling with my writing about it being so intense and that everyone coming to me be like, oh my God, your writing's so great. It was like so painful for me to like relive that. And I always feel bad because I'm like, no, I don't want to trigger something negative. It's just something right. I felt like I need to release. And so I, I've been having a lot of conversations in my head being like, does everything that's art or beautiful or, you know, created has to come from pain and explore other things and find beauty and find peace and find growth and stability in, in other things than pain. So I don't think it's necessary, but I think that there's a way for you to turn it into something positive. And sometimes like 
pain is unnecessary and it fucking sucks yeah and you don't have to be this like wow my mom just died from cancer but it was like this amazing learning experience like the only reason why i say I like talking about emotions and pain is is because i've i've had to learn the hard way that i'm not exempted by it like i feel mm-hmm. like a lot of people you know want to think that it's not gonna happen to them or it shouldn't or like I'm a good person or I've done all this for you so you shouldn't hurt me but like it happens to people who don't even go looking for it you know pain happens to to innocent children it happens to you know people who are so healthy that only put good things in their body and then bam they get like this life-changing disease so I think when I say you know, I'm someone who's so whatever about pain, it's because I'm open to the fact that like that's a part of life and Mm -hmm. that I'm not exempted from it. It could either break me or I can try to make something of it or I can just try to accept it and find a new beginning. And it doesn't have to be as glamorous as like, oh, no, I have art (laughs) because of pain, you know? But you did utilize it. So with the things that you've gone through, you've turned it into something or there is an outlet yeah for I, it. I think my outlet more or less comes not just from pain but from you know growing up in church or growing up in a Caribbean household that's you know a little bit more traditional or not to say like I, I have a bunch of strong women around me mm-hmm. um, growing up there were only strong women around me not not much men in the picture or, or good men in the picture at that but I felt like no one was talking about what was actually happening so okay. everything was surface level and right. if you're talking about the pain then that's cool great acknowledge that it's there but like there has to be a purpose so I write about cringe shit that like probably makes all my exes like want to disappear and wish I never fucked me because <laughs> there's a reason behind it. Like, yeah. I'm not just talking about things that might be painful or a little hard to read just to be like, oh, yeah, I went through this pain. Now I'm triumphant. Like, I'm still going through trying to recover from a breakup that happened in March and it's yeah. November. Um, I can't fully make sense of it, but I've accepted certain things and I'm not happier. I'm not better for it. I don't think my art or my writing is better for it. It's just like, this is a process and it's about me not just talking about men are trash and I was hurt but trying to delve into the deeper what is it doing to me how is it inspiring me or not inspiring me how is it affecting my work my view on myself the way I treat others the way I go into new situation with men like there has to be a purpose with pain there can't just be the pain and then being like oh I'm smearing it over everything that has my name on it but yeah. there's no nothing coming out of it so I don't I, I, I don't always want to associate my work with pain I think it's more or less like my work is my voice into something deeper that's not just the surface level shit. And I guess there's just a lot of pain in there because it just comes out as pain. Life. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I do want to explore other random things. I want to talk about that like exacto knife in that bowl <laughs> and make it sound like the best know, Fitzgerald like book ever that'd be sick but I'm just not there yet we're getting there I think you've definitely because we've had conversations and I feel like you've I don't know for me I feel like I'm like a lot of things I'm experiencing right now it feels very very fresh and so I feel like when I talk to you sometimes there's like that outside perspective I've gone through it and you're light years (laughs) ahead of certain like in certain Mm -hmm. situations but I think for me too like I'm kind of in a place too where I find because Before this year, I felt like I wasn't really living. I felt like I was very comfortable. I was in a bubble. Mm -hmm. And it took pain for me to wake up. Mm -hmm. But now I'm also feeling like I don't want that to be my crutch either. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't want pain to be the reason why um, I have the inspiration to want to talk about things. But I find for me, 
it does keep me in this place of like feeling very alive and as much as the the feeling of it is really uncomfortable it does give me motivation so i find mm-hmm. Like I'm fine. I'm trying to find a balance between like, no, you don't have to be in that place forever, mm-hmm. and that's fine. And just because you're not experiencing pain or just because you're not crying every single day does not mean that there isn't motivation or there isn't beauty around you that can inspire you. Yeah. So I feel like I'm at that place right now. Well, that's a good place to be. It's about finding it? the balance. Yeah. Yeah. You're you're acknowledging like, hi, there needs to be a balance. There are some people who never see that that like need to not be on the opposite scale the entire time. That's what makes human so different like what I pointed out earlier with like emotions Mm -hmm. and why like talking about them is because again a dog can be happy a cat can be happy but they're not able to like delve in and be like okay why am I feeling this joy why am I feeling this pain and talking about like being afraid of leaning to the pain so much or just like feeling like I've experienced a whole new life or I'm finally living because I felt a level of emotion that I just never felt before. I think it's what makes human emotion so interesting to me. I'm kind of a dork, I guess, backstory. Like, I went to school for social work. So I've done a bunch of, like, psychoanalysis and case studies and all that other stuff. And I I think uh, it's an untouchable home. I'm not doing that right now. But I think what has always driven me in terms of the people that I keep around me, the men I date, the art I like, the documentaries <laughs> that I watch, the movies I watch, the books I read is how erratic and weird we are. So like as much as like pain, we complain about it. It's almost like it drives us. It pushes us. It forces us to see things. It forces us to be uncomfortable and move or make something about it or become more passionate like there's this thin line of pleasure and pain and it's so funny to watch even myself teeter-totter like back mm-hmm. and forth with yeah. it to be honest I feel like we can get it confused yeah like it's almost like you can even become you can even get so used to it to mm-hmm. a point where without it you start to think that situations don't make sense mm-hmm. like I've started to find in in situations uh, that I've gone through, for instance, that if there wasn't a level of like that anxiety, oh my gosh, I'm freaking out, yeah. that that meant that there was something wrong with the situation because it was always like that. Mm-hmm. And so when things started to change and they started to calm down, I would almost look for reasons for there to be a problem mm-hmm. because without it, it, did, it just didn't make sense to me. That's just human tendency to get comfortable. I don't think that only translates with like pain. It's just when we're used to a pattern and then that pattern switches like inconsistency. You know, I always tell guys is like the biggest thing for me, like steal something, go cheat, whatever. But being inconsistent is what yeah, will like uh-huh. literally make my head flip. And I think that it's a thin line too with like saying that and like being like if I don't have anxiety or if there isn't pain then like there's something wrong or something's around the corner that's gonna hop out at me yeah to make it personal I you know I had someone love me for so long for so many years and till this day like we broke up when I was 22 I was with him since I was 16 one guy uh all throughout church never slept together but he would do everything for me and I feel like from that time to that time, having this idea that men actually want me for me and not mm-hmm. just for the ideas of me, what they see on Instagram or, yeah, she's hot, let's see how far this can go, like, because that's how every guy talks. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't believe that, but a lot of you do. Um, I think that it's been really hard for me to get back 
away from that extreme of like, if it's not painful, if it's not this like extreme fiery thing that I didn't feel with the guy that I was with for six years from six to 22, then I don't want it. It's fake, it's mediocre. After this guy, (laughs) um, he was like the love of my life. I keep bringing him up, uh, the, the recent breakup, the March breakup, because he like trumped every waste of time guy yeah. for me. Yeah. Um, and I I went through this like period during the first part of the breakup of like, I'm gonna die because there is nothing that I could feel to this capacity mm-hmm. for anything, not That's for a kid, scary. not for a family member. And it was scary because I was like, if I never feel anything like this again, again. But I, I know what this feels like. And it's funny because I left church because of that feeling. Like I felt this feeling once for one guy and it was okay. shorter spanned yeah. than what it was with Montreal guy. Um, but it was, I, I felt it came out of nowhere. It happened and we ended it quickly because I think both of us were so overwhelmed by the feeling. Yeah. But it changed my whole view. Like you said that you li- felt like you lived in a bubble until yeah. you experienced a certain type of pain. Like, it, that's like I, I don't think anyone from church like knows why that I can't even explain it but it was like I felt a level of emotion that opened up this huge bubble that I, I didn't know I could feel and it wasn't just pain it was like it was like I was wearing these roads colored glasses yeah. from my life and they just finally flew <laughs> off because this dickhead broke my heart yeah and I actually think for me it was kind of the opposite because for a lot of for a lot of the time that I was in the situation with the dude that I was seeing I kept I almost think that I took on this victim role (laughs) of, like, what was me? Like, I want this relationship. I want things to happen, and he's not making it happen. And I kind of took on that mentality. And in doing so, I clearly wasn't happy, but I stayed in it because I thought if I loved him enough that things would change. And I thought that if he saw all of my qualities and he saw that I was just here and I just wanted to be here, that all of a sudden that meant that he would turn around, drop everything that he was doing Mm -hmm. just to kind of make me happy or try and step up onto the same line as I was on. Mm -hmm. But in staying and doing that, all of the parts of me that weren't happy with the situation put me in a place where I started pushing him to a point where he started getting uncomfortable and he started getting unhappy. And I ended up hurting him in a lot of ways or rather not necessarily hurting him, but making decisions that affected him when he didn't want those things in the first place. And so Mm -hmm. it wasn't really fair because you know, you ask somebody once, don't do something, and then you consistently do it, it kind of shows this level of, like, even though I thought I was loving him, maybe a large part of me, not that it, not that my love wasn't real, but maybe I wasn't loving him the way that he needed it. Mm-hmm. And so in a lot of ways, I felt like I ended up being selfish. And I kind of took on this, like, oh, my heart's broken, which definitely it, I feel like it is. But I think a lot of what I went through and even what we went through together could have been prevented Mm -hmm. had I not decided to stay in a situation that made me feel like crap. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that there's like a clear distinction with love and pain when you separate love and infatuation. Yeah. And like, there's going to be pain in everything. Um, you know, we, we hurt people without knowing. We hurt ourselves sometimes without knowing until we step back. I know. And sorry, just side note. I hate that. We talked about, yeah. we touched on this before. I hate the fact that, like, I always thought I was incapable of hurting people mm-hmm. because 
I feel like I... You're a pretty nice person. Like, if no one knows you, like, like, she's, like, the fucking nicest person. (laughs) And I kind of am mad about it, how nice you are. I kind of wish you were, like, not as nice. But I love it, but, like... But I I had this idea in my mind where I'm just, like, if there's anybody in the world that's incapable of hurting somebody, it's me, because I just want to love. And I hate the fact that in me kind of making the decisions that I made, that in a lot of ways, I still had a negative impact on somebody. But I think it kind of does go back to what you're talking about with love and infatuation. Yeah, like, it's this it's this tricky thing where, like, because it's such an intense feeling like yeah. pain, like passion, yeah. you can kind of skew the two. Infatuation feels a lot like love because it's so close to you, and there mm-hmm. has to be this fiery feeling. But the thing with fire and infatuation and love is that infatuation isn't a lasting thing you know what I mean and people can fall in and out of love like I, I won't get into it because I feel like uh, earlier I was talking to it with my hairdresser and she thinks I'm like some weird like cynical atheist that just doesn't believe in forever or love um, I just feel like I'm practical but I think that with infatuation everything is fire but it's not stable and so when you want to compare yeah. it reality is again not to sound cynic but like without realizing we're humans and we're not perfect and so we're gonna hurt each other but I think with love it's like stepping back and acknowledging like okay yeah that was shitty so I'm gonna give it time I'm gonna give it space I'm gonna give things a breather I'm gonna work on myself I'm gonna work to be better for others in order to undo but even that sometimes doesn't undo and sometimes just like life just has to happen in order for things to move forward unfortunately it's very ambiguous but like that's the problem with control and control yeah. falls under infatuation mm. pain and perpetual pain <laughs> falls under just like temporary unnecessary things which is infatuation again with love there's this room of like you can separate there's separation and you, you still know that you're secure yeah but it, when there's separation and there's this anxiety around like oh my god i'm in so much pain without you and i'm in so much pain because a week went by and you'd even want to talk to me like that's not <laughs> that love. sounds like me <laughs> and that's all of us like i was totally that girl do you know what i mean and i feel like i didn't learn that i was independent and i was a secure person until i dated someone in montreal and i was here and i was like i never felt so close to someone i never felt so secure that's insane in something i felt and i was like dude There's you did not know me like i was that girl i was like i don't believe in long distance it's the dumbest concept ever like it's so stupid <laughs> and he was the love of my life i never oh felt so gosh. close to a human and it, it wasn't just him like i'm not gonna put that on like a guy it was just this i this this space that we created between us that was the safe secure yeah. you know it didn't last forever but i look back on it, i'm like that was love that was and real love that it wasn't this control thing like he was a photographer and he shot women on film nude and that's how like we ended up started talking because i was like whoa this guy his male gaze you know was able to to shoot the female form and it not be sexual and not be raunchy it was like the most beautiful delicate thing that was like this ambiguous type of thing you see the form but you don't see her entire body it's not sexual you don't see a nipple you don't see it was literally he shot women in the form of like himself like how he was and i just got chills <laughs> i don't know why i'm still talking about him positively but i think it was this thing where it's like i never had to like he would do a shoot and not talk to me for like two hours and then check back in and i would never be like mm-hmm. but like i'm that girl like if i feel like I can't trust you. I usually don't date you if I yeah. don't trust you, but I think it just, there's a set thin line I'm rambling of like love and infatuation where like it just, it, 
it changes the way that you are in a relationship because it's not all dependency. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's not all like you need to hear good morning, babe, every morning to know that someone's yeah. with you. It's it's weird. It's a weird line. And you said something um, as well, like because we were talking about the the fact that we're all capable of hurting people. So if we take the pain like that's being inflicted on us and kind of turn it around, how like I think one of the hardest things I've had to deal with is the fact that sometimes I have to own up to some things that I don't want to. Like, sometimes I don't want to admit that I've had the capability of hurting somebody else. And I think you've said, like, you've definitely done your fair share of hurting. Oh, yeah. And how do you get past that for yourself and still believe that you're a good person and still believe that you're actually deserving of real love? Because we're all fucking human. Like, the yeah, thing but it is, sucks. there's no such thing as, like, a good person. Like, when I have friends, <laughs> no. Again, I always sound like a cynic, but I have friends being like, oh, like, you're always like pouring out to everyone. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, I do that just because like naturally, like personality wise, that's a trait. But there's also a side of me that I can be blunt. I can like, if I feel like you're aggressive and like stepping on people who I care about's toes and I'm just like, oh, now I'm going to be the big bad bitch to do it to you. Mm -hmm. So you know what it feels like. Like I'm not very (laughs) passive as some people would feel. And I feel like I'm only that open, loving, whatever person until you piss me off, to be honest. But I think good people that's such like a weird concept I feel like we all can be if we're just trying to be aware so I never like to identify like yeah I'm a good person like I'm only less shittier than shitty people because I recognize that I'm a shitty person Mm. and I'm just more or less (laughs) nice (laughs) it's true like I'm a shitty person I'm capable of doing shitty things I'm just trying to be aware of how my actions affect Affect, people yeah affect me first how my actions affect me and those around me and just try to do better like when someone says hey that was shit don't be on defense all the fucking time right like it's literally that simple and I think people think being a good person is just like, oh, my God, taking your shirt off of your back or, like, being a doormat. It's like, no, I still, like, I will stand up for myself and yeah. I will, like, whatever. But I think it's just, like, when it's needed to just hear someone's pain and take it, per- like, seriously, even if I don't agree with it. There's some people, like, there's some girlfriends I have and I'm just like, man, do you know there's a kid right now that would, like, kill for, like, the house that you have? Yeah. Because they're, like, sleeping in the hut right now with, like, you know, like, the, the shittiest conditions. Yeah. But I don't say that because in that moment, you know, I complain about stupid things. I'll complain earlier on this podcast about how dumb my voice is. And I'm like, wow, there's like some kid and sick kids right now with a voice box connected to them wishing that, you know, their voice could be heard. And the fact that I have a voice is just like, you know, just checking yourself is like the biggest thing, I think. Checking yourself. Okay, so then we kind of came full circle because I I don't know. I feel like we kind of started talking about how do we deal with pain Mm -hmm. and is pain necessary? Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day... Regardless, we're all going to go through it. Mm-hmm. And I guess what we're saying is is that there is a potential to grow and be better from it. Yeah, always. And this is the time in the show where we have some fun. So, <laughs> Chantel, you have to talk about your yes moment for the week. Oh, my God. Why am I first? Okay. <laughs> Well, the one that comes to mind is the one that happened a few hours ago with <laughs> you oh, in the gosh. car. Okay. Can I, first of all... So, well, I don't even have to say this. You you can say it for yourself, but you like to eat. I fucking love food, guys. Like, more <laughs> than I love anything else in the world. Food comes first. Yeah, always. So, I had to get her something to eat or else she wasn't going to survive. So, <laughs> we we found this place that you said was, like, very memorable for you. Yeah. And I guess the food is also dope. So, we go through the drive-thru and she gets, you get your food. 
Okay, wait, hold on. Okay, I need to give context yeah, because now ahead, I just sound ahead. like a craving person and that's not the case. I've been up since 6 a.m. And last night I couldn't go to bed. I probably, last time I saw my phone was 3.12, checking Jeez. the time. So I'm working off of three hours of sleep. I braid my hair during the winter time and like my braids appointment was at seven. So Hashtag. I was up at six. Protective styles. Protective styles, guys. Like, please, you know, keep the curl grain strong. And I, like, I'm working off for three hours of sleep. I didn't have coffee all day. My braids lady made me some oats and fruits, and it was great. But, like, I was dying. So we go to the drive-thru. She pulls up, orders my, like, food, and, like, we're waiting there because it's, like, this rotisserie chicken place. Like, it's, like, specially, but, like, better. It's, like, this family-run business. And... Like the guy hands the food, and I forgot for seconds. So we were just kind of sitting there for like two, three <laughs> minutes, just talking, and I forgot like what was happening because I was just so deliriously hungry. Like, you know when your pupils start hurting, hungry. Anyway, so the guy hands the food over, and I interrupt her from talking to scream at him, "Thank you so much!" Like, but like actually, yeah, like started wailing, <laughs> "Thank you." Oh my! <laughs> and he was really—he was really receptive. He was receptive. I think it like made his day. So it was like my ass moment, but like also his. And mine as well. Like I—I—I. <laughs> I, I, and then the best part, like maybe that should be part of my ass moment for the week. But like I go to get food where I was getting food. I come back out and she's in the car. All I see is the box of chicken. <laughs> just in my face. There's no. There's no face. Just box. <laughs> So that, that that's like I think that's a good yes moment for you. I got no shame. <laughs> Mine's not as exciting, but um, my yes moment for the week was kind of getting back into dance classes because I love to take hip hop classes and I also take dance hall dance classes. You're also a bomb ass dancer. So Sorry. Like, uh, thank you so much. Yeah. I'm trying to learn how to like wind that waist, but like also just. I enjoy like the hip hop classes because they just make me feel really ratchet. So <laughs> I enjoy it. So my yes moment for the week was um, actually seeing progress that I've made because I'll videotape myself after the class just to see like where I can improve. And as I've been watching the videos back from the first time I, I started to now, there was big improvements. So that's my that's yes amazing. That's moment. a way better yes moment. No, like, no, I think the chicken was better. That was like productive and growth <laughs> and like you know, mine was just like I got fat. <laughs> Thank you. Speaking of fed, okay, so let's move into oh, yes. your, okay, so <laughs> next uh, segment in the podcast is the song of the week or that song you can't get out of your head. Yeah, so I listened to, I don't know if anyone's going to know this, but Selection is on Beats Radio and I think he's based out of like LA or something. Anyways, he like did this mix and put this track on called Fuck Me and Feed Me. Um, the artist info, like I can never remember what the artist is called, but link and everything will be available at the bottom of the, po- or link in the podcast. Um, and we'll play a clip. Yeah, we'll play like a little clip, but I think like her take was basically just like, listen, I'm a simple gal. You do me right and feed me <laughs> like we're going to be good. And that's basically yeah, I me. Like that is you. So I've literally just been listening to it every morning for like three weeks straight. So I say, fuck me, then feed me. And I'll be your diamond If you never leave me Yeah, I'll keep you skyward And I won't be crazy No, I'll keep you grounded And if you want it, baby Just get yourself around it And I've been listening to a song every morning for three weeks straight <laughs> I'm like, I don't even feel like you rate this artist But Ty Dolla Sign Here's what I think It's okay. all Ibu Alright, well Ty Dolla Sign came out with uh, an album, Beach House 3, and I... <laughs> oh 
That's a great name. Why are you laughing? <laughs> really innovative so. stuff here. <laughs> so he has a couple, like, there are some favorites, but uh, the one that I most recently have been kind of obsessed with is, it's called All the Time. Track is big. I actually like I'm, it. I'm glad you like it. Yeah. Uh, and we'll play a clip of that as, as well. So Fuck Me and Feed Me. I think it was by Rendezvous at 2. Yeah. So here's Ty Dolla Sign all the time. Do it. I think about you all the time, time. Got me riding and waiting. I think about you all the time. Got me riding and waiting. Bet you ain't know you was my baby. Thank you so much, Chantal. Thank for you. coming through. Thank you for having my mess on here. <laughs> no, but it's a beautiful mess. Oh my god, it's gonna be like the name of my book title. I'm joking. <laughs> but uh, I also asked her, because I don't know, this is the third episode. I, I myself will probably have social media by now, but Chantal does not want to have her social media. I bet you're looking at all, me. Yeah, I'm sorry. All, all over this podcast. So if you have a question or you're interested in what she said, don't hesitate to ask, because I'm sure... Yeah, slide to my DMs. I love talking and chatting with people. <laughs> so, yeah. if, uh, I, she's very inspiring, but I just want to say thank you. And maybe next time, because I want her to come on again, we can dive into, like, I don't know, some other, some other things, like some other personal raw things. That's what I'm about, guys. That's what I'm here for. Okay, well... Thank you. Thanks, Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Thanks for listening, guys. Until next week, I am your host, Joey B, and this is Us Talks. Bye. Bye.